Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What is going on, Colts Nation, and welcome back to Bring the Juice. Your guy Cody here. Sorry, you guys are stuck with me today, but I thought that the topic of this video could be a very interesting one. There's so many different questions around the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, you could say 10 to 20 questions, honestly, just about the Colts for this upcoming 2021 season, but I just wanted to narrow it down. I did this video topic last year. Wanted to kind of narrow it down to six burning questions that I have for the Indianapolis Colts. Now, there could be other questions, keep in mind. There could be other questions that maybe you have, or maybe they're a part of a question that I have. Maybe they're a little bit more specific. Maybe they're more broad. Not entirely sure. That's kind of up to you. But for me personally, again, this is my personal thoughts here. This is my six burning questions for the Indianapolis Colts. So let's get it. Number one has to be Carson Wentz, right? How does Carson Wentz look? Does he look like last year's Carson Wentz where he gets benched for Jalen Hurts or does he look like any other year of Carson Wentz, right? Does he look like, doesn't necessarily have to look like 2017 Carson Wentz. Does he even look like 2018, 2019 Carson Wentz who still willed the Eagles to play a playoff game, right? He still was playing pretty good football. A lot of people just like to dismiss those other years of Carson Wentz. Which he wasn't MVP, but he still was playing at a pretty good level. So I think for me, the question has to come down to, well, number one, Carson Wentz with, you know, basically less than a week of prep for, you know, week one matchup. Uh, he came to practice on Thursday after being on the COVID-19 list. So got to wonder, okay, how much now, because the Colts were really hoping this past week that he would get a lot more of the 11 on 11 looks. He did get some on Thursday, which is great, but okay, now does he have to, you have to kind of monitor a couple things. First off, is it a lot of cramming, you know, in there? Because, I mean, I think we all felt like, okay, Carson Wentz, he has a whole another week, like we feel pretty good about it, but really he only had one day out of this week, out of the four practices the Colts did practice. So you do kind of wonder, would that mess up his time? And even if he's out there week one, will that mess up potentially his preparation? I don't think it necessarily will, but I think he will have to cram a little bit more than maybe if he did play and did practice this past week. So overall, from a grand view here, though, it's like, how's Carson Wentz going to look in 17 games? You know, presumably he plays 17 games. How's he going to look? I mean, it all goes through the quarterback, so it shouldn't really be that big of a surprise, right? Question number one for me, Carson Wentz, how does he look here in 2020? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One, the second one for me has to be the pass catchers. And I'm going to throw, I just initially had wide receivers on here, but I'm going to throw the tight ends on here as well. 
Now, with T.Y. Hilton being out for at least three to four, maybe even longer, uh, the Colts are pretty adamant he's not going to miss significant time. The injury wasn't a major injury, which is great news. But, you know, for so many years we've asked this question, who is going to step out outside of T.Y. Hilton, right? Who are the other pass catchers who are going to step up if T.Y. Hilton were to go down? And really, the Colts have had no answers for the past decade. (laughs) I mean, if we're being completely honest, ever since T.Y. has been drafted, the Colts really haven't had that number two wide receiver. I mean, they've had some solid tight ends as well, like Jack Doyle, who I obviously really love, Moali Cox in spurts, Eric Ebron for a season. You know, number one, who fills in for T.Y.'s absence? And then with some of these young pass catchers, with I just mentioned with Granson, with Pittman, with Campbell, with Pascal, with Strawn, with, you know, whenever Patman gets back or whoever, even Kiki Cutie, if the Colts indeed bring him up from the practice squad, who's going to be some of the guys that are really going to step it up in T.Y.'s absence? And really, this could be T.Y. Hilton's last year in a Colts uniform. So you want to feel better about your future, right? As Kevin Bowen always says, one eye towards the future. And you always want to have one eye towards the future for wide receiver. Because T.Y. is not going to be here forever. You need to start figuring that out. I do think Michael Pittman and Paris Campbell are on the right track for, you know, if different situations happen. If Paris Campbell obviously stays healthy and if Pittman just continues his trend from that Buffalo game, I think both these guys are trending in that right direction. But you really want to see it actually come to fruition, right? You really want to see that. You really want to see Granson develop into even a better Trey Burton. I mean, we've talked about Trey Burton a little bit, how he was a little bit underwhelming for the Colts last year. You'd like Granson to offer you a little bit more there from the receiving tight end position. So really all these young pass catchers here, how are they going to step up in T.Y. Hilton's absence? And even when T.Y. Hilton comes back, are they going to continue to step up and help their quarterback and help this football team? So that's my second burning question here. My third burning question, it has to be left tackle, right? I mean, I feel like it's kind of died down, right, the left tackle, because first off, well, Sam Tevy and Will Holden no longer – going to play this season for the Colts, it looks like. And then second, Julian Davenport's looked pretty solid so far. So you feel like not great about left tackle, but you feel okay about it. But I still put it on here because it is a lingering question. It's the most important position on that offensive line, in my opinion, protecting your blindside quarterback, especially with Carson Wentz being that right-handed quarterback. You need to be confident that he's going to have the blindside protection that he needs. Is Julian Davenport or whoever is there at left tackle if Davenport doesn't work out? Are they going to be able to hold down the fort, right? Are they going to be able to hold down the fort until Eric Fisher does return? And once Eric Fisher returns, how's he going to look? I think there's a lot of a lot of wrinkles to this one, right? It's it's one it's one position, but it's multiple players. You're just curious, like how are the dominoes going to fall here with both of these guys? So for me, that's a burning question. I think it has to be. I mean, left tackle going into the offseason was one of the biggest question marks, and it remains right now one of the biggest question marks. Even with a few of the questions answered a little bit, but not fully answered, we will know here when week number one kicks off and the ensuing weeks until Eric Fisher does come back, how the Colts left tackle situation looks. Hopefully Julian Davenport could just be solid, right? He can hold it down for a couple weeks. That would be a best-case scenario until Eric Fisher does return. And then best-case scenario, Eric Fisher looks like the Eric Fisher of the past couple of years. And then your offensive line is a top offensive line. I would argue probably the best right there with Cleveland for the top offensive line. If Eric Fisher can return to form from that Achilles injury, we will see on that. But that is the third burning question for me. The fourth burning question here has to be on the other side, the pass rush, right? We had this debate 
all offseason, especially near draft time. What is more important, left tackle or pass rusher? Well, the Colts obviously felt pass rusher so much, they not only drafted a guy in the first round, they drafted another defensive lineman in the second round in Dio Adengba. So obviously defensive end is very, very important. I mean, and I've said this before, so sorry if I'm repeating myself a little bit, but when you look at the Colts' biggest weakness last year, you can point to maybe corner, you can maybe point to coverage linebacker with Anthony Walker sometimes getting exposed. You can point to some different things on that defense, but I think the biggest and most glaring one had to be the lack of edge rush. It just had to be. I mean, no greater example in my mind than first off week number one against Jacksonville, and then also the playoff game against Buffalo. I mean, you still got a couple sacks, but what happened when push came to shove? You weren't able to get to the quarterback. Right, You weren't able to get to Josh Allen when it absolutely mattered. And that ultimately, you can point to a lot of different factors, and there were a lot of, a lot of different factors. The Colts not executing on offense, this, that. But I think the most glaring thing on defense for me was the fact that you could not create pressure from the defensive end. And Ballard and company obviously knew that. And they knew that so much that they felt the need to double dip in pass rusher. They felt the need to do that. In, in this draft, in, in a draft that didn't wasn't super, super deep at pass rusher. So the Colts obviously knew that this was a glaring weakness for them. Now, I will say this. You do like some of the guys that you have, some of those young guys that were still on the roster, even before the Colts drafted Pay and Dio. You like guys like Kamoko Ture. You like guys like Ben Banigou, who had a really, really strong preseason. You like other guys as well. You signed Isaac Rochelle, who the Colts really liked. I thought he had a nice preseason as well. You bring back Al-Kadi Muhammad. You bring back Taekwon Lewis. So you had a solid rotation of guys at pass rush. And I feel like a lot of these guys have not yet hit their potential. I really think there's a possibility that, especially Ture and Vanagu, their ceiling's a lot higher than where they're currently at. So I feel like the Colts see that too. But they also realize we can't just sit around and wait for these guys and hope that they develop, right? We need to continue to push that competition at defensive end and the fact that they did that really tells me that they were not satisfied with where they were last year. So the burning question for me is with all these new additions and the old additions on this team, the old players on this team that were here last year and the year before that, and so on and so forth, how does it gel together, right? Quinny Pay had a really strong preseason. He had two sacks in the two games that he played, one sack in each game. He looked like a monster. Okay, now how does that translate to week one against the Seahawks? How does he look against – you know, a really good offense in Seattle. How does he look against, you know, starting offensive linemen? I mean, Quinny Pay and company, they kind of had the luxury of going against pretty, I'll just say it, some turnstiles at left tackle with Sam Tevy, with Will Holden, and some of those guys. Now you're not going to really have that so much. You may every so often have that in a game, but you're not going to have that week to week. So how does he look? How does Ture look? How does Banigou look? How does Lewis look? And can these guys finally start to create pressure consistently? And I say consistently because we've seen flashes from every single one of these guys. They've shown flashes of being really good as a pass rusher. But one thing they have not shown, the one thing that has eluded this Colts defense has been consistency. So if the Colts can get some consistent pass rush from the end, I mean, I think this defense, they were top 10 last year. I think they had the chance to be top five or even better. But it all hinges on that pass rush, right? It all hinges. If they can get home consistently, this defense can go from good to elite. 
I think that's all it takes. So that's why it's probably the most burning question on defense, but it's definitely a big burning question here in terms of the entire team's scope. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right. Two more burning questions here that I have. The number five one, staying with the defense, you have to look at the other position potentially of weakness. Certainly was last year, but outside corner number two. Now the Colts have two really good corners in Xavier Rhodes and Kenny Moore. Xavier Rhodes was extended last year. Kenny Moore has been extended. Both these guys, rightfully so, they have been very, very good for the Colts. The thing that has eluded the Colts is a solid number two corner. They drafted Rocky Sen a couple of years ago. He's had some up and down moments. And Matt Eberflus even praised him a couple of days ago, said he had a really strong camp. So you like to see that. But, but then you see plays like the Detroit Lions game where he gets absolutely burned and you're like, oh, boy. But then you got other guys like Isaiah Rogers. You got TJ Carey. You signed a couple guys a couple days ago. You know, maybe they factor into that competition. I'm not entirely sure where it's at right now. But the the question does has to remain, though, who is going to be that number two corner? Right now, you think it's going to be Rock. But can Rock be consistent? Same deal with the pass rushers, guys. Showing flashes. This has been, a, unfortunately, something that, that's been a big struggle with some of these more recent, especially that 2019 draft. Those two defenders the Colts drafted in Banigou and Rock. Their question hasn't been talent. It's just been consistency. If Rock can start being a little bit more consistent, he doesn't have to be a Jalen Ramsey type of player. If he can be a solid number two corner, that's going to go such a long way for this Colts defense. He was a liability last year. He got benched for TJ Carey. I mean, let's not sugarcoat it. He absolutely was not great last year. So the big thing is, you know, put that year behind you. Rock, start building off the confidence you had in year number one at the second half of the season because you looked like a really good corner. Get back to that rock. Get back to those fundamentals. Do the things where you're not going to hurt this defense. If he can do that, I mean, and also in the combination of the pass rusher, I mean, that all these things could contribute to the Colts having even a better defense in 2021. So that is another burning question I have. Question number five right there. All right, we will wrap it up here with question number six. Now, this one's not so much about a certain position as it is just overall as a team. Chris Ballard went out and made a point, especially in the offensive and defensive lines, to add a lot of depth this offseason. I thought that was a really good idea, especially because of all the uncertainty with COVID, right? You know, maybe there might be a player that's that's randomly out. We saw that last year with the forced Buckner before the Tennessee game. So the question is, Okay, if slash when that depth is needed, how is it going to hold up? Is it going to be a huge drop off, right? Is it going to, I mean, you're always going to have a drop off from starter to second string, but how big is that going to be? Right? Are some of these guys going to be able to play in a pinch? And are they going to be able to play well and not absolutely terrible like we saw with the Colts tackle situation last year? What's going to happen at, at, at some of those key positions if that does happen? One thing you can say is, Some of the best teams in the NFL, they have really good depth. Colts, on paper, have some pretty good depth at a lot of key positions. If that depth, when it is tested, can come out and look 
okay, can look like average players. I mean, that's a big win in my opinion. So that'll do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Really appreciate all your support. Guys, it's crazy. I was looking at it the other day. We're closing in on 8K subscribers slowly. We are creeping there. But I think by the time the season starts, 8K is going to come really, really quickly. So if you're still listening to this video, thank you so much for all your support. Honestly, it means a absolute ton. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. And as always, go Colts. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.